Hey, what's going on, podcasters? Let's acknowledge the good friends of the Loft Party Podcast. The majestic restaurant and Pendergast Club carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery. Whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin. Managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently, whether or not. Now into our regularly scheduled program. All right, I want to welcome everybody out there in podcast land to the good times with good people company presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. So, how's everybody doing? Great. Doing all right. Hot. Good. <laughs> so, um, I think we'll jump right into uh, what are we, no, no, we won't jump right into it. Uh, we've got a full table, so let's introduce the panel. Uh, first, our returning champion, Dave Tiemann. He is an entrepreneur and art dealer. Uh, Chris O'Connor, uh, co-owner of Liquid Nine Broadcast Media. Uh, Lane Boland, who is a wealth manager. Uh, uh, Big Dave Elliott, he's the owner of CMP Construction. Uh, ben Roberts, he is uh, our bartender extraordinaire here at the Pendergast Club. Uh, Brian Massey, he is a data analyst at DST Systems. Uh, joining us uh, new on the panel today, John Lindley. He is an aspiring. I'm giving him the. Uh, I'm giving him the eyeball. Uh, web developer. Um, I think that might mean uh, he does something in porn. We'll ask him about that later. Uh, and of course, the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. So, uh, let's get right into what are we drinking, what are we smoking, and let's start with what are we drinking, and you know what? Even though I'm pretty sure I know the answer, I think I might have a surprise today. The anonymous female. <laughs> what are you drinking? I have a Rieger gin and tonic with orange bitters. All right. Nice. All right. Because <laughs> we don't always get <laughs> what are you drinking out of the anonymous female. Uh, ben? I am drinking uh, Corsair's Rhymageddon in horse feather fashion with ginger beer, field fashion bitters. And a slice of lemon rind. It's delicious. So you may have to unpack that slightly for our podcast listeners out Spoken there. Spoken like a true bartender. <laughs> yeah, by saying our, what, our, what's horse, yeah, horse our, feather fashion? Yeah. Our, it, well, a horse feather is just a cocktail with uh, ginger beer and, and bitters, and typically with a with a slice of lemon rind or, or a ah. twist, if you will. Okay. Uh, it's super refreshing and just delicious. I love it. Big I am drinking some uh, of my Centerio, my 25-year Costa Rican rum. Ah. Rum Centerio. The, the That's deli- what we had last. It's mucho bueno. The deliciousness. Delicioso. I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have water. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. When you come here, you got to quit drinking the hard yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. You're making us look bad. <laughs> staying hydrated. That's all it is. I hear you. Uh, Dave Tiemann. Rieger Vodka. Soda, squeeze a lemon, as always. Very refreshing in this heat. (laughs) (laughs) 
He could have used a profane word, and he held back for later, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. These are kind of gentlemen, and I am using the air quotes on that word, that I have sitting with me today. Chris. This is actually my favorite weather, so, uh, but not my favorite drink. I do like it plain though. Normally, I'd be drinking the Pendergast, which I love, but they looked a little... Uh, Unsteady down there for a second on the actual ingredients. Uh-huh. So I thought, yeah, I'll just go three or whiskey straight. Okay. All right. All right. Just uh, a good call. Uh, Brian? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Majestic's Trail Age Manhattan on the rocks. And Lane? What oh, are you drinking? Just the old usual overhaul rye whiskey. No. Uh, and I am having uh, one of uh, the Pendergast Barrel Age Manhattans myself because. It is pretty delicious. It's damn good. Uh, so I'm going to start the other direction for what are we smoking. And uh, that means since Brian has nothing to smoke, as I am giving him the look. Chris. Always the Ulila Series G, my favorite. Just uh, one love. Uh, all right. Uh, Dave. A Great Cliff. Okay. How are the Great Cliffs? Um, you know, they're okay. It's not my favorite. I had a... Uh, Legis of the day was so good, and, and I'm going to get more of those. Gurkha's Legis and, and uh, Rocky Patel's I mean, doesn't get much better than those three. John, I I don't smoke. And we're also giving him the face on <laughs> not drinking or smoking, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you do not smoke at all. What, what did uh, you come I from? Smoke, I smoke some when I drink, but now I don't okay. trust you. About it's a little hot today. <laughs> first say, no. did, did your podcast sponsor tell you that we drink and smoke? All also smoke. I, 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 really, uh, I, I didn't make any assumption. Neglected uh, to do it. I'm sorry. I, I will corrupt you before you're done. Fair enough. That's I'm, my job. I corrupt you. I'm a malleable piece of And if I can't corrupt you, Lane will. Okay. Oh, that's a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll work. <laughs> Big Dave. All right. I'm smoking one of my father's sea guys in honor I of Father's Day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And it's called La, La Dicuguridad. Okay. And right. uh, I just bought a box of these, and we will have them on our 50th anniversary. Oh, which, which, of the, uh, uh, which is company the, which is tomorrow, tomorrow night at Boulevard Brewery. Yes. yes. How are those? Dave, you like them? You like them? I do. It's my first one I've had of these. I've smoked smoked several of my father's cigars. This is a Habano wrapper, so it's a little bit darker wrapper. It's kind of a, I would say a heavy medium. Yeah. But yeah, so far I just lit it, but it's very flavorful. It's It's my father made by Rocky Patel, do you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Made by the Garcia family. By the Garcia family. I think that's a lot of tobacco isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I am not mistaken, you are correct. Are we I'm, smoking today? I'm probably going to go grab an Oliva here in a minute. Okay. Oliva Series G. Okay. Okay. But I say, as as Ben has seen me give the give the oh. face to more... Oh, Thank see, you. now the charitableness across the table is amazing right now. <laughs> uh, Maybe you can't it. see this out there. I think there we should get a small land. one for John to see if he turns green but before the end of the podcast. <laughs> you no. can't see this out there in podcast land. But Chris reached across the table and handed Ben an Oliva Series G. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> super gentlemanly, super charitable. I'm only drinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Lane is <laughs> not smoking. Cocktails. Right. All right. Lane is not smoking, but he is drinking. No pipe today. Uh, no pipe today. Uh, and I am smoking. Too much time in an airplane. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, and I am smoking in the Lima Series G uh, because uh, they are yeah, actually out of my Rosado wrapper. Uh, our Torpointe is that I normally smoke, but I really do like the Lima Series Gs, um, so I couldn't pass up on the opportunity. So today's podcast topic um, <clears throat> is kind of close to my heart, and I thought that. Uh, on the day after Father's Day, it was uh, appropriate uh, to talk about memories of our fathers. So, um, so it's good, it's bad, but these, you know, are the memories that we have that have helped shape us into the uh, fine, upstanding adults that we have become. Uh, once again, I'm saying that with all air quotes, uh, physically possible. Uh, fine, upstanding adults that we have become. Uh, I noticed that Big Dave uh, brought visual aids uh, as he has pictures of himself with his dad when he was a little boy. And I was suiting and booting it at that age, baby. <laughs> I, got that. Me a, I got me a fine tweed jacket on with a nice black bow tie. And it's, it's kind of funny. I, I think this picture was probably taken in 1962. Um, it, it, was a, it was a Polaroid black and white, so you had to pull it out and peel the film off. And it's just, just a good picture of my dad. Got a good smile on his face. Uh, I'm sitting there bewildered as usual, probably in trouble. <laughs> so we're, we're being made to sit there. Then the other picture I brought in, which I'm going to give my cousin John tomorrow, uh, 1963 picture on four and a half, and John is 17 months. John is the uh, one of the lead architects for Chipotle Grills. He does probably oh, okay. about 20% of them nationwide. And we have our cowboy uniforms on and our guns slung to our sides, and uh, I have a cowboy hat on. However, he does not, Bob, because it'd fall over his big, big head at that <laughs> age. Uh, so anyway, it's just... Uh, Really interesting to see the pictures again. Um, we are moving my mother out of her house mm. that she's had, and so, and into a smaller house as she's getting older. And uh, so it's been an interesting weekend when we went up there to start clearing out my father's workbench. My dad's been gone for 12 and a half years now. Mm. And uh, so when you start digging through stuff like that, it starts picking back at your memories. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're you're throwing away your family history, and you have to be somewhat ruthless because you don't you don't use it anymore. You don't need it no more. It needs to go bye bye. Yeah. There are certain things that are momentums that are worth keeping, but a lot of it needs to go away. And then, so it's you know, always an emotional time when you we did it for our grandparents, and I was very involved with that. And of course, now we're doing it for our parents, and that's that's part of the cycle of life if you're fortunate to have that cycle and have your parents around for that much time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know, my, my father was a, was a very interesting man. He was certainly kind of the opposite of me in a lot of ways. I'm very gregarious. Dad was a serious man, um, brilliant student, um, had a photographic memory like no tomorrow which uh, after I quit smoking marijuana, I found out that I was fairly close to that, but not that <laughs> quite, quite to that point, but marijuana certainly clouded that ability. Uh, um, however, alcohol does not, too, as long as I stay within reason. And uh, he, uh, he had 
what our whole family has. He had a good work ethic. Uh, he had gone to KU, got a pharmacy degree, took us out to godforsaken western Kansas and Quinter and Whipple. <laughs> then, then moved us back to our family home at Paola, Kansas, where the grandparents were and everything else. 71, he bought a pharmacy up in Crooksville, Missouri, and moved us up there. And uh, I thought that was the worst thing in the world. I was a new kid in school, and every kid wanted to fight me. And my dad was a Jayhawk, and I just started playing football. And I quickly became a Tiger fan. I've been a Tiger fan ever since. I'm glad I am because I was getting my ass kicked half the time anyway by out of school. Last thing I'm going to do is root for the Jayhawks in the middle of Tigerville. So, but Dad and I had an interesting relationship. You know, he, uh, he did give me the foundation that I needed. Uh, they, 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 they took me into the church and raised me, a religious man. He sang in the choir or baritone. Uh, get a little liquor in him, and he could be kind of gregarious. We could get him singing at parties. So you know, he had he had he had a decent sense of humor, but at the same time, you know, like I said, he was business. And when he bought that pharmacy up in Kirksville, that was it. That was his goal. And he took a pharmacy that was uh, doing about a hundred scripts a day, and turned it into one to one of the top privately owned pharmacies in the state of Missouri. Oh, wow. it's, uh, it's been interesting. I've ran into a couple other pharmacists that, that knew of Dad, and say, I guess he was a highly, highly respected man in the state of Missouri. The main thing that I think my father gave me was you do business honorably. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of an emotional deal for me tomorrow because I've followed my father and my grandfather's way of doing business. And also took on the history of CMP and the former owners and their way of doing business. And here we are, nine years after I bought the company, and 50 years later in business, in, in wood framing, which is a tough trade, it's a tough place to stay in business. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to miss him more. Uh, it's going to be kind of a you know, pretty incredible deal. I think he'd be proud of it. Now, getting back to the other end of the story, though, is that. He at uh, 18 told me, you can stay in my house this summer, but come fall, you're going to be in the dorm and have and in school, or you're going to get a job and have an apartment, but you will not be living in my house. And he was very serious about this, and that's exactly how it went down. But I, I failed in a lot of ways as a young man, and he had to talk my mother into letting me go and do my thing, and he had to let me go and do my thing, and didn't really talk to me. I was total opposite of what he wanted me to be. So when you have that, you have a long history of being able to work your way back into your father's graces. And slowly but surely, I'm, I matured. And he never really understood or was proud of the fact that I was a carpenter until one day he came to Kansas City. And he had a plate, he was a scratch golfer, excellent golfer. Um, playing in a seniors tournament, Missouri seniors tournament, at uh, Indian Hills, and asked me to asked me to carry his bag for him, the caddy for him. And so I did that day, and we had a good day. And the next day, I had to go to work. Well, I was building this house at a beautiful spiral staircase in it. I said, "Well, come out and see what I do." <coughs> and he came out and saw me building that spiral staircase, and looked at a lot of the other features in this house. And it dawned on him that I had a good talent. I was running the crews, 
doing my thing. And he kind of changed his opinion of me after that. It was kind of an eye-opener for him. But I think the most important thing I can say about my father and I as I wrap up is that we have plenty of chances in our life to say, screw you, I don't want to see you no more, I don't want to talk to you no more. But we never did. We always found a way to communicate. Even when I was playing bad golf with him and just embarrassing the hell out of him. <laughs> but, you know, we always found that way to find that connection point. So when my father passed early and suddenly at 65, I didn't have any regrets. You know, I think that's very important for people. Sometimes they have uh, problems with family members and they shut them out. And if you've done something really bad, sometimes that should be the case. But at the same time, you got to watch your emotions because sooner or later they die. And I think you should look at every family member you have and say, when this person dies, well, I have regrets. And if you're going to have regrets, you need to back off and look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, is that me? It probably is. Mm. I, need, I need to approach this differently mm. and, and tell this person that, you know, you're still my flesh and blood and I love you. You know, it's funny, when, uh, when this topic came to me, um, it, was, it was, you know, kind of for selfish, selfish reasons. I think everybody here knows that, you know, my father passed uh, just before Thanksgiving last year. And, uh, and so, you know, giving me, a, giving me an opportunity to, you know, kind of share some of the memories about my dad, you know, I called him Pop. And, Giving me, giving me a reason to share some of the reasons that, you know, that I love pop. But yesterday, you know, we were in church and the sermon was about uh, the story of the prodigal son. And, and I had a feeling that in a lot of ways that this, this particular panel may be heavier than most but it was going to be a bunch of stories of the prodigal son. You know, uh, you know, I know, <laughs> I know, I goofed up a hundred ways <laughs> from Sunday, but I know that at every turn when, you know, when my folks, you know, and particularly my pop, could have been like, you know what? <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> they just didn't. They never did. Oh. You know, when it was like, oh, you need, you know, you need money for that, or you need, you know, this, or you, know, you need to, you need to come back home for a little while, or you need whatever it was. They, like you said, there was always rules, and, and but, you know, my father, he was, he was a good-natured, you know, man, definitely. But there were always rules, and as long as you knew what the rules were and you abided by the rules of, of, of their house, you know, everything, everything was fine. But, you know, I always find it fairly amazing the capacity to not turn your back, you know, I think. It's a hard thing. Yeah, I mean, because like I say, sometimes, you, sometimes people screw up bad enough where maybe turning your back is exactly what should happen. He, he could have disowned me easily. I mean, I'm really a messed up dude. So I, I wanted to add one more small thing I should have brought it up during the first part of it, and I'll, I'll get out of the way. <laughs> when Dad died, we had our, our service. It was in December, and it was a cloudy day in December, kind of cold day. 
And uh, of course, Dad sang, and then one of the songs we picked was Ava Maria, which would be a very common song, a beautiful song. And all of a sudden, this beam of sunlight came through the window. It wasn't no big deal, but I turned around and looked. But the light wasn't coming through any other windows. That's one of those moments where you go, whoa. That's, yeah, that's crazy. You know, that's, that's cool stuff. Every once in a while, we get that, that little message back. Sometimes it's at the end. That, I'm here, I love you. That's cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Blank, who, who, you look the most ready to jump in there. No, I was going to say, in... in um Dad was kind of a hard ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember some of your dad's stories. <laughs> okay, well, and one day he taught me two life lessons that actually I was thinking about this morning. And, uh, and so in the space of, of, of actually about 18 hours, uh, uh, this was the uh, last week of, of summer before school starts. Anybody that plays high school football knows that that's double days, right? And so after the, the morning practice, uh, I had to go back move the bull into a, a pen to do his business, mm-hmm. except I didn't lock the pen, so the bull got out, and I ran in house to get the old man, and he pretended like he was going to help me, and so we're rushing to the barn, and he's saddling up, and uh, he's like, all right, let's go, <laughs> like, I'm on foot, <laughs> and, and, and I'm chasing him, and he gets, he's pissed off at me because I'm not keeping up. Right. He knows I just finished football practice. Right, 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 right. And so he lassos me and drags my, I mean, like, I'm not dragging, I'm like do, doing everything I can to keep up that right, fucking right, right. horse. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get there and he, he ties off the bull and then he hands me the, the, the lasso and then he just hauls off, starts going home. And I'm supposed to now, like, you ever heard the expression holding a wolf by the ears? Oh, yeah, 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 try holding a bull by a fucking piece of rope. I mean, like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so. Get him into the pen, and he's like, "All right, now I need you to go. Uh, need you to go irrigate section 12, and a section for you know, city people. No, I'm kidding. A section is 180 <laughs> acres, right? Right, right. And it was alfalfa, and I, I, I was so tired, I fell asleep at the pump, and irrigated, not irrigated, I flooded. It looked like a Mekong <laughs> rice paddy. <laughs> and uh, at this point, you know, the old man's coming out because I should have been back by then. He sees that. He's like, well, now you owe me a hundred grand. Ooh. That was the same day? <laughs> well, yeah, same day. Same day. I remember but, that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't pay off that debt until after I got back from Iraq the first time. I was going to say, was that, I think I remember you telling us about that was part, one of the tours you went on. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you could pay him. Where back. was where was this like? This was in Central California near Fresno. Okay. It's about as flat as Salina, Kansas. <laughs> That's flat. Yeah. yeah. And as hot. And just as hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after that, Ranger School, West Point, Iraq, business. That's all easy. <laughs> but you know what? There it is. He prepared you. He prepared you for life for real. There it is. It's easy. It's easy, and I understand that because I worked as a kid too. And it just it prepares you for life when you work hard as a young person and go through a lot of things. Oh yeah, it <laughs> really makes life a lot easier down the road. Yeah, oh yeah. Now, as a kid, I thought what he did to me at that point when I was seventeen was pretty fucked up. Yeah. But looking back, sixteen years later, it's pretty fucking funny. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the story is funny now. I think if you, like I said, we didn't know each other then, I was like, your dad did what? Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, damn, that's funny. Oh, it's hilarious. But, yeah. What's that's your that, overall yeah. relationship level? What's that? What's your overall relationship level? It's got to the point now where it's, uh, it used to be very, you know, subordinate, uh, you, know, subor- you know, hierarchical, and now it's more peer level. My uh, my two younger brothers haven't exactly broken into that club yet. I don't know what happened. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, what it really comes down, well, I'm sure Brett will get there some at some point, but uh, I don't know. It's like he has like this internal. He's very methodical and you know engineer and whatnot. And so I guess I finally checked off enough boxes on the list where he can get off my ass. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well put. Yeah, it was probably the last, really last, like I say, ten years. Maybe that, like, like I knew yeah. he looked at me as, as an adult man. Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, I knew he loved me, but I didn't know how I didn't know how much he respected me. Right. Until he was sick. Isn't that, isn't that what we're always after from our father's yeah, road? Yeah. Love is one thing, but respect, yeah, respect is a is whole nother ball. <laughs> I, I remember the first time he went to the hospital and he had to go into kind of like a rehab facility. And he was there for a couple weeks and then he came home. Like, I mean, he would do stuff that my mom was asking him to do. But when I was there, I was like, look, the doctor said this. The rehab person said that, blah blah. I I need you to get on it. Do and, it. And 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 he was like, okay, all right. And he would get up and he would and he was following orders. And I just remember the the role reversal was not uh, lost on me at all. Like, it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. That like like I am the adult male of the family now. Like, yeah. That's that was a very little passing of a torch. Yeah, it was a very humbling moment for me. It was not not in a sad way, but just like, wow, like, I am a grown-ass man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he, he, like, my dad is taking orders from me. That's that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, why, why would he ever do that? Like, but, but yeah, it was, he would definitely, but till, till he passed, he would definitely do stuff for me that he was kind of too proud to do for my for my mom or with yeah. my mom. But for me, he would be like, okay, all right, and just, I mean, yeah. And he asked your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Holy hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 about, about a lot of things. Yeah, as it never happened.